Hey everyone, this is Savage Beauty Podcast, and I am your host, Savannah. Welcome to episode two, you guys. Happy Friday. I hope everyone is having a great start to their weekend so far. Before we get started on today's discussion, I just wanted to talk to you guys about a few things. First and foremost, I would like to say thank you to everyone who tuned into episode one. I am still in shock at how much of a, an awesome turnout that was. When I was recording the content and putting it out there, I didn't think that it was going to be as big as it ended up turning out to be. I didn't realize that putting my story out there and my journey out there for the world to hear would have such a huge impact on other people's lives. I mean, I got messages and DMs from people across the country asking for advice and guidance on how they can pursue a makeup artist career in this industry and that was so humbling to me like I I get messages from people all the time but for some reason it was just like after I put that podcast out there it doubled and it was so awesome I love helping people and like I said when I put this episode out there I I was just kind of putting it out there because this is what you guys wanted to hear and so for me to get that kind of reaction and feedback from it was just so awesome so thank you guys for sharing the episode with your friends your family social media I truly appreciate it I truly appreciate all of the love and support I've gotten from you guys on this new journey and I just also wanted to say thank you to everyone who continuously has supported me in this journey of being a makeup artist. So, I greatly appreciate all of you more than you know. So, the next thing I want to talk to you guys about is this episode in particular. Um, It was supposed to be a skincare episode. That's what we all talked about. That's what I had set in stone. And... I recorded the episode as a skincare episode initially. However, being the perfectionist that I am, I felt that the episode needed a little bit more research and I wasn't comfortable putting out content that wasn't 100% up to my standards. If I'm going to give you advice as a professional in this industry, I want it to be the best advice that I can give you. I want it to be the perfect advice, and I don't want to steer you guys down the wrong direction. So, I recorded the podcast, and I was ready to upload it. However, for some reason, the universe took matters into its own hands, and the episode actually didn't end up saving. So, I kind of took that as a sign that I wasn't supposed to upload a skincare episode yet for you guys. So today we're going to talk about something different, but I promise I'm working on this skincare episode and I really want to get it up for you guys in the next few weeks. However, thank you so much for understanding that today just wasn't the day for that. (laughs) Um, Anyways, let's get into the real discussion here. So... Today we're going to be talking about one of the most controversial topics in the beauty industry and community, which is eyebrows. Yes, I said eyebrows, you guys. Eyebrows are, for whatever reason, the most talked about facial feature (laughs) on any person in this industry. Eyebrows have had the most trends this year, in my opinion. And I just really want to talk brows with you guys. So, for me, eyebrows are literally the first thing that I notice on a person. When I meet somebody new or just when I run into somebody or when I'm with people in general, I'm always looking at their eyebrows. And it's not that I'm judging your eyebrows. It's just more so I'm admiring them. I'm wanting to change them. I'm want, I'm thinking of ways of like how to draw them in or how to reshape them. That's just 
the artist in me and the esthetician in me. If you tuned into my first episode, you know I went to school twice. Um, And both times for aesthetics and cosmetology, we had to do eyebrows and we had to learn how to shape eyebrows and wax them. And, you know, I just have such a huge interest in that for whatever reason. I just really like reshaping the face. Um, The perfect face shape, ideally, according to all the books is an oval face shape so to create an oval face shape in the perfect asymmetrical face if you will um we restructure the face and part of that is the eyebrows so for me that's the first thing i notice that's the first thing i look at on a person when i'm doing their makeup when i'm talking to them whatever and that's mostly just because they come in different shapes and sizes and colors, and tones, and textures, and I'm just, like, super amazed by eyebrows. (laughs) I know that sounds really silly, but there is nothing like reshaping an eyebrow and making it into a different eyebrow, because when you change the look of an eyebrow, you're changing the whole look of somebody's face, and isn't that crazy? You can put a smoky eye on somebody, and they'll still somewhat look the same, as they did when you put a neutral eye on them. But if you're doing a different brow each time, they look like a different person every time. It's so crazy. It's the craziest thing to me. So, like, brow trends have been around for a really long time. Right now, the natural brows are super in. They're in style, and I'm loving that. I'm loving the natural brow because I feel like We don't have to try too hard to reshape them or fill them in to, you know, overcompensate for the lack of brow that some people have. So, like, in the 80s and 90s, people really liked thin brows. That was the thing. I'm sure if you look back at pictures of Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox, their eyebrows were thin. And now... People are growing their brows out. They're trying to find different ways to grow their brows out. And I just think that's super crazy how times can change looks. So as time goes on, trends go and they come and go and they come and go. And that's why I really like eyebrows because that's a trend that like, it's always changing. It's always changing. So right now, with the way that the brow trend is with the natural brows, there's a four-step process. It's a four-point system. And we're going to go over that four-point system in a second. My main thing with eyebrows, for everyone to remember, is eyebrows are sisters, not twins. They're not friends. They're not distant cousins. They're not twins. They're sisters. So they're similar. They look similar, but they're not exactly 100% alike. And that just has to do with the the symmetry of your own face shape. And I think what a lot of people try to do is make their brows look exactly the same on each side. And to me, when that happens, it just doesn't look right because they're not that way in the first place. So, to get the perfect brows, we're going to do the the four-point system. So, I have these tools that I use when I do brows, and they kind of look like a ruler, but they slide out and, like, a needle point comes out. It's not sharp by any means. Um, I use that when I'm doing brows. Uh, You can use your tweezers. A lot of people use their tweezers. But as long as you have tweezers or that ruler tool, I really don't know what it's called, so I'm sorry. But as long as you have those two two tools and like an eyebrow pencil or whatever you're going to use to draw on your brows and fill them in, then you're going to be good to go. So we're going to start from the inner edge of your brow, and that's going to line up with the outside of your nose. So if you kind of put your tool, you can even use your finger, and line up your 
tool from the inner part of your brow and bring it straight down to the outer part of your nose and you kind of mark it where the brow starts you mark it that's where you're going to start your brow then you're going to want to draw on or fill in if you will the highest point of your arch so the highest point of your arch is going to start from the outside of your nose again taking your tool starting at the outside of your nose and you're going to take that tool and line it up diagonally across your pupil up to where your arch is most people already have a natural arch here but you want it to be like the top of your arch is where you're going to measure to once you find that point mark the top of your arch then for the outer edge of your brow or the tail end of your brow if you will this is going to be the tapered off part of your brow. You're going to take your tool and you're going to line it up with the outside of your nose again and diagonally towards the outer corner of your eye. And you're going to hit the end of your brow and you're going to mark it. And that's where your brow is going to taper off. So that's how you're going to get your perfect shape for your brow. You need to connect those lines and fill them in accordingly. Now, the last part of this step is you're going to take your straight line or your tweezer and you're going to start from the bottom of the inner part of your brow and lay it across horizontally all the way to the outer edge of your brow and it should line up horizontally. And if you draw a line across there and it's horizontal, you should have a little gap between your arch of your brow and the line you have that you know that you did this correctly so this is just pre-filling in this is kind of like playing connect the dots if you will and I really like this process because it gives you a general idea of where you need to fill in for your brows now you haven't filled in your brows yet at this point this is literally just your marking where your brow needs to start where your arch needs to start and where your brow needs to end and then you're going to take your brow products and do the rest of your brows. So I'm really interested in filming a YouTube video of showing you guys this process and then showing you guys how to fill it in from there. I know I can tell you guys over a podcast how to do it, which I will, but I think there are more visual learners out there as well. I'm a visual learner, so I know that this would have helped me as well, um, but some people just like to listen how to do things and then do it as they listen instead of watch and then listen. So you'll have two different ways to view this. The, po the podcast will be up first, obviously. So next, after we have gotten the initial shape of our brow, we were going to want to fill it in. So, product application is super important at this point. You're going to take the products that you use, whether that be a pomade, a powder, brow gel, pencil, whatever you choose. Um, and this is just how I like to fill them in from this point. So, I always start with the shade lighter than my brow. Um, if you go at least one shade lighter, it's just going to look more natural you can go two shades lighter max, in my opinion. I think if you go any further than that, it's just going to start to look cool-toned and ashy, and it's not going to look right. And the reason you want to do one shade lighter is if you're doing a natural brow look. It's not for everyone to do one shade lighter. Of course, you can always go darker, or you can always do the exact color of your brow, and that's going to give you a more defined, bolder look. A little more edgy of a look, too. So I always do one shade lighter. The first step to applying the product at this point after we have already done everything else, you're going to take clear brow gel. Clear brow gel and you're going to brush it through your brows up and over following your hairlines, following your natural hairline and your arch. And you're going to kind of let it sit there for like at least 30 seconds. I like to let it sit because I want it to almost fully dry before I push any product through. That way it's not wet and sticky and then the product 
really sticks to that part of your brow. So 30 seconds to a minute, let that dry. Then you're going to take your product and you're going to start mid-brow and you're going to start really connecting those lines, if you will. So I always start with the underneath of the brow and I take my product and I connect the under part of the arch and connect it to the tail end. Then I'll go up top and I will do the same thing. I then go underneath and connect from where I started mid-brow and lightly draw a line up to the front of my brow, so the inner edge of your brow. The reason I do this is because the more product you use on the front of your brow, the darker it's going to be. And in theory, you want your brows to be lighter in the front and then as they taper out, you want them to get darker. This gives the effect that they're more full and I think that that's kind of the look most people are going for. So I never ever connect the top end of that though, and I'll tell you why in a second. But after we have our brow line down, you're going to take your brow pencil or whatever you choose and you're going to start mid-brow again and you're going to just draw hair-like strokes in the areas that need it. Most people don't actually need to fill in their full brow. I like to only fill in places or areas of sparseness in the brow. This is going to create a little bit more of a fuller look and more realistic, if you will. When you're doing the hairline strokes and you end up filling in your full brow, it's going to look really beautiful and really bold. But if you're not trying to go for a bold look, just try to kind of follow the areas of sparseness with the hair-like strokes. So once I'm done filling in from mid-brow to tail with the hair-like strokes, I'll take my spoolie. And if you don't know what a spoolie is, it kind of looks like a mascara wand and it usually comes in a brush on its own or it comes on the tail end of an angle brush. I know Anastasia Beverly Hills has an angle brush with a spoolie attached to it. Hands down my favorite brow brush ever. So I highly recommend getting one. Um, and you're just going to kind of brush the product through. Brushing the product through is going to disperse the product evenly through your eyebrow. That way you don't have to continuously add so much product here and there. Now, keep in mind we haven't done the front of our brows yet, so you don't really want to brush anything through the front yet. So I will have you brush mid-brow to tail, dispersing the product, and then flipping your brush back over to the angle or your pencil, whatever you're using, not really grabbing more product. If you're using a pencil, don't twist it up more. Just kind of use where it's already at because it's probably a little flat at this point. And for me, this is where I like to keep it flat because you're going to really just do a few hair strokes and you're going to keep it very soft. You don't want to push too hard. Remember when you're doing your brows, you do want to be light-handed. If you're heavy-handed, it's going to look very dark and very, very pigmented. And the goal is to make them look as natural as possible and as flawless as possible. So once you have filled in your hair-like strokes in the front of your brow, you're going to take the spoolie end again and you're going to brush that product through. I like to brush the product through up and over following my natural brow line and brow shape. You want to keep the front very, very soft filled. You don't really, um, you don't really want it to be too harsh in the front. You want to keep it very natural, very, very soft. So once you've filled in your brows, obviously repeat the step on the other side if you haven't already. And then I like to go in either with a tinted brow gel or a clear brow gel again to just kind of set the brow product in place. And once you're done with that, you are done with your brows. And they look nice and beautiful and natural. So we talked a little bit about a few different products in this process that you can use. I want to kind of go over my favorite products with you guys for each category. I think it's super necessary for everyone to be educated on the different types of products you can use for brows because... I think what we see 
most times is, oh, somebody's got a pomade or somebody's got a pencil. That's a lot of what I see. But you guys, there's so many different brow products out there. And if you have like fuller brows, you don't necessarily always need to use those heavier brow products. So the first brow products we talked about was clear brow gel. Clear brow gel, like I said, I like to apply before any other products. It's just going to hold your brows in place and kind of set the tone for the rest of your brow product to go in. Remember, letting your clear brow gel for 30 seconds to a minute allows everything to dry. And then when you place your product in, it's not going to be sticky and stick onto one spot and then your whole brow look is ruined. I also like to use clear brow gel to set the product that I just used in place. Um, so a few of my favorites, my top three actually, we have NYX Control Freak. This is $6 and it's my absolute favorite. The reason why it's my favorite is kind of like glue. I know that's kind of scary, <laughs> but I really, really, really like the brows to stay in place. I don't want the brows to move throughout the shoot or the event or just in every day. I don't want my brows to move, so I use this one myself as well, and I really love it. It's $6. You can't beat that. Like, come on. Um, the next one is Glossier Boy Brow, and the reason why I like this one is because it has kind of a smaller tapered spoolie on it. So the Control Freak looks like a mascara wand. It's huge. And I, for some reason, okay, so my ideal clear brow gel would be the NYX formula, but in the Glossier packaging. You know what I mean? So instead of having the giant mascara size wand, Because your brows are so small, like, we don't need a giant wand to run through the brows. So instead of that wand, I wish I had the little wand, but I really, I like the Glossier formula, but it's $16, and I feel like the NYX is a little bit better. So my last favorite is the Anastasia Beverly Hills $22 clear brow gel. It's literally like super glue. So if you see my kit, I do have an Anastasia brow clear gel. I use that for certain brow looks. I don't use that for natural looks and I don't use it for for events. Usually I'll use it for editorial looks or a look that I'm really like want the brows to not look natural at all. Like not like brows because that stuff really sticks into place and once you put it on you there's no moving those brows at all. Like you can't really work the product through them so that one I use special occasion only. Like, has to be a very special beauty headshot that I'm doing. <laughs> so, NYX Control Freak, you can get it at Walgreens, you can get it at Target, you can get it at Walmart. Um, online, that's my favorite one, six bucks. Great for every day, great for events, great for photo shoots, great for runway. It's just a very universal brow gel. So we talked about clear brow gels, now we're going to talk about tinted brow gels. And if you don't know what a tinted brow gel is, it's literally the same thing as a clear brow gel, however it has pigment in it. And the reason it has pigment in it is so that you can use this product versus using a pencil or a pomade. And I tend to gravitate towards tinted brow gels when I am doing like no makeup makeup looks on myself. I never use tinted brow gels in photo shoots or for events. I specifically only use tinted brow gels on myself, you guys. (laughs) And the reason this is, is because I have a very full brow already. And I like the natural look of the tinted brow gel. It still looks like you did something to your brows, but it looks like that's also just how your brows are. It's confusing, I know. But I highly recommend if you have very full brows... You get a tinted brow gel. You don't need a pomade in those full brows, girl. Okay, it's just doing too much. You're overdoing it. So my favorites for the tinted brow gel is the Essence Make Me Brow. It's $3 and it retails in three different shades. The Glossier Boy Brow, again, because it does come in 
shades as well. So there's three shades and it retails for $16. It's the same as the clear brow gel. It has the little tiny wand that I love so much. And then my favorite one is the Benefit Gimme Brow. This retails for $24 and it comes in eight different shades. The reason this is my favorite one is because it has that tiny little wand on it that I love so much. Um, but it also has a volumizing formula, has microfibers in it, so they attach to your real hairs so you can make your brows look even more full. So I really like a full brow look. My brows are not bushy full. They're just very nice and full. I barely have any sparseness in my hairs. So I like to use it to kind of just slightly fill them in because I feel like if I use a pencil or a pomade, it's just too much for my brows. So I like to use the Benefit Gimme Brow. If you can't afford the Benefit Gimme Brow, the Essence Make Me Brow $3 is kind of a dupe. However, I don't think it has the microfibers in it. I think it's just the brow gel. So we also talked a little bit about powders. A lot of people don't really know about brow powders and I'll tell you right now that brow powders are my absolute favorite to use for photo shoots and events. I like brow powders because you can manipulate them a little bit more and you can mix the colors a little bit more to get that perfect tone that you're looking for. I also think that they are less pigmented so you can really layer on the product if you need to but you can do it without it looking like too much or too harsh. So it's very soft. It's a very soft brow look. Um, you can also build it up to where it's a more bold look, but when you diffuse it with the spoolie and disperse the product, it just makes it so timeless and elegant and soft and beautiful. I love brow powders. So my first favorite is the NYX Brow Cake Powder. Retails for $6. There are 12 shades. So there's six different sets and each set comes with two shades. It does also come with a weird little wax in it. I don't like those. I don't like the brow powders that come with the wax. I never use the wax. The reason I don't use the wax is because I use the clear brow gel to start. And I would so much rather use a brow gel than a wax because the wax is really going to act like a glue stick. Like, just imagine putting an Elmer's glue stick on your eyebrows. That's that's what the wax does. It's not cute. Don't use it. Don't. So, the next one I like is also a drugstore. It's a Milani Brow Fix Brow Kit. The reason why I like this is because it not only does it come with the two shades, it also comes with a little highlighter. And, you guys, it comes with a little brow brush, a little angle one with a spoolie on the end. There's six different shades, so there's three different sets, light, medium, dark, and it retails for $8. And my absolute favorite powder, of course, is the Anastasia Brow Powder Duos. They retail for $23. There's 11 sets, so there's 22 shades in total. And I'll tell you right now the reason why this is my favorite. Not only is the formula amazing and not too pigmented, but I really feel like Anastasia takes the time to create colors and tones for everybody. So you're guaranteed to find your perfect brow shade. I like her duos because one side is lighter and one side is darker and it's like, it's like really lighter and really darker. It's not just like, oh, it's kind of like almost the same shade. It's one side is really a lot lighter than the other side, and sometimes there's almost a different tone on the other side as well. So you kind of get two different colors, which is really nice. And I just feel like her formula is just so amazing. It's not overly pigmented, like I said. It's just the best brow powder. This is the one I use. I love it. I love it. And then for my pro artists out there, she does have a brow book. And it has all 22 shades in it. They're a little smaller than what you get in the pan, but totally worth it. I highly recommend you have it in your kit. So the next brow product is pomades. You guys, I get nervous talking about pomades because a lot of people don't actually know how to use them. A lot of people think that pomades were 
made and created for a more bolder brow look. But in all actuality, pomades were actually made for a very natural brow look. Pomades are kind of there to mimic microblading, if you will, and give you that kind of effect. Microblading is not a bold look. Microblading is very, very natural, very hair-like, very realistic. And we won't get into detail on how to use the pomade in this episode because, like I said, I want to record a video showing how to use the product. And that's where I'll explain to you guys um, how to use it and apply it. Anyways, like I said, it's more for a natural look. You can, if you want to use it to go bold, of course, you can do it. You can break the rules when it comes to makeup. There's no really right way or wrong way of doing things. You just have a base and you go with it. And then you kind of do your own thing at at the same time. So pomades are for more natural look. Um, You can do them bold. My top three favorite pomades, number one, is by e.l.f. And it's $4. It's called Lock On Liner and Brow Cream. There's only four shades, but with a pomade, I mean, that's really, I feel like, all you need. And if you're on a budget or if you want to put it in your artist kit if you're just starting out, I think this is a great product to really start out with. Then we have the NYX Tame and Frame. $5. Again, there's five shades. This is another great one that you can put in your kit to start out with. I also feel like if you are new to doing makeup and you want to experiment with pomades but you don't want to spend the $18 on the Anastasia Dip Brow yet, then the other two are a great option as well. Um, and then, of course, my my favorite is the Anastasia Dip Brow. It's $18 and there's 11 shades. I really like the formula of this di- of the Dip Brow. It's not too heavy not actually very creamy either it kind of is more like a cream to powder um, formula if you will and I really like that I really like how it's not like a mousse or a cream it just if you take your angle brush and you wipe it off and then like stroke it through your brow it looks just like brow hairs it's insane but that's my favorite one I love Anastasia dip brow and then last but not least we have brow pencils Now, when I talk about brow pencils, there's two different types of pencils that you can get. You can get the wooden pencils or you can get the retractable liner pencils. And I'll tell you right now, I I really hate the wooden eyebrow pencils. Most pro artists will tell you that they hate those wooden pencils. And my reason may be different than other people. I don't know. But my reason for hating the wooden pencils is because, one, they're very, very waxy. They are very waxy, they're not very pigmented, and they're just super hard to work with. Two, you don't get the same effect with a wooden pencil as you would from a retractable liner pencil. So with the retractable liner pencil, you're going to get precision every time. With the wooden pencil, you're going to have to continuously sharpen that bitch when you are filling in a brow and it gets dull so quickly. You want that thing to be sharp every time you go in with a hair stroke because it's not going to be precise if you don't. And then it just looks like smudgy and weird if you don't have a sharp edge with it. So the products I'm talking about today are going to be the retractable eyebrow pencils and liners. So my first favorite is the NYX micro brow pencil. It retails for $10. There's eight different shades. I like this. It's a dupe for the Anastasia Brow Wiz. So if you don't want to spend the $21, you can get the NYX micro brow pencil for $10. And then I really like the L'Oreal Brow Stylist Definer. I don't know why, I don't know what it is about it, but I really love that one. Um, I think it might be one of my favorites. And it's weird because I don't really like to use a lot of drugstore products in my pro kit, but I really like the L'Oreal Brow Stylist Definer. It retails for $9. There's five shades. It too does remind me of the Anastasia Brow Wiz, but for some reason I feel like... um, 
it's a little smaller in my opinion, so I feel like you have more control over it. And then the spoolie is a little bit better too. Um, and then of course the Anastasia brow is, which honestly is my favorite of all time of every brow pencil. I will always go back to this product time and time again. Even when I try new ones out, I and I think I love them more. I don't. I'm playing myself. I really love the Anastasia ones. They're the best, you guys. So, Anastasia Brow Wiz, $21. There's 10 shades. The formula is not too waxy. It's perfect. It is a little bit more of a dry formula, if you ask me. And I like that because I feel like it's going to give you more um, realistic hair-like strokes. So, that one's my favorite. And then, last but not least, we have the Benefit Precisely My Brow. And there's eight shades, and I believe it retails for $24. I like this one. Is it my favorite? No, I do like the Anastasia Brow is better. And that's that. I used to work for Benefit, you guys. And so I would try all their products. And the very first brow products that I really fell in love with were from Benefit, which is why I love Gimme Brows so much. Um, but... After I left the company, I ended up discovering Anastasia and other brow products that I liked, and I just got to experiment and find other things I liked, and yeah, I just like, as a whole, I just really like Anastasia brow products. I think there's a reason she is the queen of brow products. That's the product she started with, and she really put so much focus onto them, the formulas are always perfect, and you just can't go wrong. She makes a shade for every, everybody. Everybody gets a shade. It's kind of like Oprah, like, you get a shade, you get a shade, you get a shade. <laughs> that was corny, but whatever. And um, I really like that. I really like that she focuses on the customer and... She's not just about making money, so she's not like, oh, well, I'm just going to put out three colors in every brow product. I mean, let's be honest, when there's only three different shades to choose from, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to buy it. Nine times out of ten, if I have to buy it, I'm going to buy the medium shade because there's a shade for the darker brows in there and there's a shade for the lighter brows in there. And... That's just what I'm going to use until I can get some Anastasia. So let's be real. So those are all the brow products I love. Um, this was my brow process. I hope you guys learned a lot from it. Um, I really want to kind of shift focus now and talk about some brow trends. I want to end this podcast on a lighter note and on a not so like informative note. I want to kind of have some fun with it. So let's talk about brow trends, you guys. Brow trends, like I said, most controversial topic. So as you all know, in the past like year, two years until now, we have seen a lot of different and interesting brow products, a lot of interesting and different brow trends, and the ones that make me cringe and I hate, we're going to talk about first because... I think that's just necessary. <laughs> I think it's just necessary to get that out of the way because I don't want to end on a negative note. So let's just talk about the very first brow product that I thought was kind of cool at first and I experimented with it. Brow stamps. Brow stamps, you guys. Did you ever think that was going to be a thing? I know we have had brow stencils and... Trust me when I say I hate those as much as I hate brow stamps, but I don't know. I think I might hate brow stamps just a little bit more because you take the stamp out. There's literally a stamp and then there's like a pomade powder product. Depends on which one you get. And you have to coat the brow stamp in the product and then you have to line it up with your brow or where your brow is and you have to perfectly place it on there and like hold it on there and maneuver it around your um bones like around your occipital bones and like 
it's just really fucking weird. And when you take it off, it's, it's just, it's terrible. It's so terrible. I don't ever even want to look at it. When I took mine off and like saw, I had to still go in with some brow product to make it look nice. It's very rounded. It's not like a straight brow. It's more of like a rounded brow. And it's just annoying. It's like takes more work than actually doing this four point process that I talked to you guys about and like the actual application it literally takes longer to fill in your brows with a damn stamp. So those need to, let's just throw the whole thing away. Throw the whole trend away. Let's throw the stamps away. Don't sell them. Um, the next trend that I hate more than anything, actually, no, that's a lie. I think I hate another trend a little bit more than this one, but this definitely is number two. So I really hate the Instagram brow trend. Now, if you are not familiar with following Instagram makeup, or if you're not a makeup artist, or if you're not like a an influencer, if you will, I put that in quotes just so you guys know. <laughs> um, there's such thing as Instagram makeup, and the Instagram brow trend kills me. It kills me. So, this trend is... A very, very full brow at the end. At the tail end, it's very filled in, very dark. And it doesn't look like hair at all, by the way. These brows look very fake. They don't look like real brows at all. But the girls literally will draw on a unibrow. And from the left eye to the right eye and all the way in the middle across, it is like super sparse and like very lightly filled. And they'll take concealer and then conceal out that middle part. So like where the unibrow would be, like the lines where they put the unibrow. And they literally conceal that part out. So now you just have two weird faded brow things that don't really look like eyebrows. It's like you filled the end of your brow in with a Sharpie and then you took a ballpoint pen and kind of maybe filled in the beginning and you just decided that that was enough and you wanted to leave the house with a half-assed filled in brow and I'm not here for it I'm not I need that trend to go away I need it to go away (laughs) they don't even look real so let's get rid of that trend um another trend we can toss out the window block brows that's what I like to call them block brows because they literally look like blocks of sharpie on your face so it looks like You took those edged Sharpies, like the thick edge Sharpies, and literally just drew a straight line and then then another diagonal line down. Like, it's so ugly. It's a full, a very, very full dark brow that doesn't look like a brow at all. It looks like marker. That needs to go. That trend needs to go. It's not cute on anybody. I'm sorry. It's not... And then the trend, the trend I hate the most. This one surfaced literally sometime this year in 2018 and it went very viral. It was the squiggly brows and the braided brows. I know you all know what I'm talking about. It is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It was literally a fucking joke and... Whoever took the time out of their day to come up with this idea needs to quit doing makeup forever because you should be banned from coming up with trends and you should be banned from doing makeup. It is the worst trend I've ever seen, so much so that not only was it viral on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all these YouTube beauty gurus decided it would be a great idea to film tutorials on the squiggly brows and the braided brows and people actually watched that shit and I was sitting in the backgrounds as a pro makeup artist cringing because why 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 is this a trend why make it go away 
it actually only lasted for like five seconds so luckily that's not something we ever have to live through again and I really hope to god that nobody ever actually wore their brows like that because no just no okay moving on on a lighter note let's talk about brow trends that I'm living for and that I love because this is better it makes me feel better (laughs) so the very first um brow trend that I really like is that (laughs) that you guys are gonna think this is funny but brow extensions brow extensions are a thing and they come kind of like false lashes where they're like it's just a strip of eyebrows and I don't know if you've seen them before but there's a strip of eyebrows and you can literally take it off and put it on your brows and it's supposed to last for like a week or something it's supposed to last for a while anyways I didn't really research that one I just I've seen it before Jeffree Star did a video on it and I thought it was really cool I like the idea of brow extensions for patients who have alopecia or cancer or you know people who have really thin brows or people who just decide to have no brows and they want brows but they can't grow them so I really like brow extensions and kind of following into that is microblading microblading is genius you guys genius who came up with this idea tattoo your brows on hell yeah make it look realistic hell yeah I'm living for microneedling I love it I'm here for it if if I didn't have brows I would be getting microneedling like ASAP microblading not microneedling wow I'm thinking of skin sorry microblading guys so if you're not familiar with microblading it is basically just a tattoo it's permanent makeup but it lasts up to like I'm pretty sure six months I know you have to get them touched up quite a bit but I mean it's probably way worth it to do that I like the way they look they look so realistic so natural and the girls that do them are freaking amazing I think that takes such patience I could never do it that is tedious work drawing an eyebrow with a needle you have to like oh my god you have to draw hair, little hairs to mimic an eyebrow and you can't mess up. Oh, you cannot mess up. So shout out to everyone who can do permanent makeup and microblading. I'm here for it. Um, so kind of like the no brow look kind of leads me into this next trend that I'm loving, which is the bleach brows. <laughs> I don't know why. I really don't know why. But when Miley Cyrus bleached her brows, I was here for it. I loved the bleach brow look on Miley Cyrus. I wanted to bleach everyone's brows who sat in my chair because I thought that was the coolest thing. I Obviously, I didn't because I'm not even licensed to do that, but that's another story. So, um, or am I? I don't know. You know, that's actually a topic that we'll talk about another day. So I really like the bleach brow look. I think it's really cool. It's innovative. I think that more people should do it. It's very runway, very edgy. You can put different colors over it. I mean, that's really freaking cool. So I'm I'm really liking it. I want to see more bleached brows. Come on, people. Let's do the bleach brow trend. Let's keep it going. I know not everybody likes it, but hey, in the fashion industry, that shit is fire and I want to see more of the, I want to see more bleach brows. Um, Another weird trend that isn't like really for every day, but another for runway is the no brows. Jeffree Star doesn't have eyebrows and oh my god, like I love the way it looks. I love the way it looks when people don't have brows. When you're playing with eyeshadow, you get so much more room to blend you can make it look very airbrushed and you can really experiment a little bit more with your makeup when you don't have brows. However, you will never ever catch me dead without brows. I will always have brows, okay? But people who can pull off the no brows, I am obsessed. Another few runway looks I'm liking is the editorial brows and the feathered brows. They're very similar, 
However, feathered brows are taking the brow gel and combing the brow up and down and dispersing it out, kind of like a feather, hence the name feathered brows. I really like this look for headshots for beauty, editorials, high fashion, runway, avant-garde. I really, I'm liking the feathered brows. I want this to be a trend that keeps going. I think it's very innovative. I think it's very couture. Um, And that leads me into the editorial brows because like I said, they're very similar. However, editorial brows are not brushed up and down. They're just brushed up and out. So you're kind of still following the same brow shape that you have, but you're taking your brow gel and just kind of brushing the brows up and like straight and over and make them look very fluffy and full. Let's keep that going. I like to use that one a lot. Actually, I use it in my beauty headshots a lot. I, I'm obsessed with it. I want to keep, I want it to continue. It's very timeless looking. It's very vogue. So the very last trend that I'm loving is what we call the soap brow in this industry. So a soap brow is when you take a bar of soap, literally a bar of soap, clear soap. You don't want any like white stuff in your brows. So take the clear bar of soap and take your spoolie end of your brow brush and you're going to kind of rub it through the soap to soap up your spoolie. And then you're going to brush your spoolie through your brows. Now, I don't really recommend the soap brow for an everyday eye look. I recommend it for like events and runway and high fashion, but it really, really gets your brow to stick to your skin. So it looks very natural, but it also looks very put in place. And I feel like you can't really move it. So once you've stuck it down, you can't really maneuver it. So you want to make sure your brows are very put into the exact spot that you want them to be in. So I really like this trend. There is a brand I just saw the other day on Instagram. There's a brand that sells actual brow soap. Like they literally marketed off of this and I don't remember what the name of the company is, but it's very irrelevant because you can use any bar of soap, but they actually marketed off of this and now sell soap for your brows. I think that's kind of crazy. Anyways, you guys, thanks for tuning in to episode two. That is all I have for you today. I hope you learned something new, and I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned for episode three. We are going to be talking about lashes, all kinds of lashes, and yeah, so thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week. I'm not sure